This podcast is a love letter to my VAs, OBMs, and PMs out there. I see you. You started your business for the freedom. You started your business for your family. You started your business for a million other reasons that only you know. But you're stuck and you're struggling. Well, no more. Get ready to move. Get ready to grow and learn together. We're here to work through the tech, work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Well, hello there. This is Tasha Booth, and I am so excited because over the next few weeks, I am going to be joined by a special co-host, my director of operations, right hand and left hand, Jay Luray. Hello, Jay Luray. How are you? Hi, I'm so good. I'm so excited for this series. Thanks for, I am too. for bringing me on. <laughs> Always. Absolutely. So I figured, number one, you started season four. Did you know that? Like you were the first episode of season four. And so I was like, what a great close to the year to have you on to talk about reviewing all of 2020. And oh my gosh, we have so much to say about that. And then in the next couple episodes, we're going to be doing a Ask Us Anything Q&A, followed by how we plan for 2021. So my team and I have already done our strategic planning for 2021, and we are going to bring you the inside scoop on what we are excited about, what we've been working on, all that stuff, how we plan it so that you can plan your own year and have success in the coming year. So I'd like to start by, um, if you guys don't know who Jay Larray is, number one, I want you to introduce yourself and then we'll, uh, we'll lead them to what episode they should also listen to that you were in. But how about you introduce yourself first? <laughs> okay. Well, hi, I'm Jay Larray Ardeline. I go by Jay Larray. As Tasha said, I'm director of ops here at the Launch Guild. And the last episode I was on was 70, I believe. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) it talked about my transition into full time, which honestly, at the time we recorded that episode, the transition was not complete yet. So it's a little more raw, y'all, if you want to (laughs) go. Yeah. We were like, what are we doing? Like it was, I think it was month one. It was like at the end of month one and we were both kind of like, what's happening? What are we doing? (laughs) It's, it was the blind leading the blind because you were my first full-time employee at the launch guild. So yeah, it was all like new stuff for both of us. Yes. And it was an honor to be on the podcast (laughs) sharing about how much I didn't know what I was doing. That was great. (laughs) Um, But now that nearly a year has passed, holy crap. Yeah. So much has happened. So many things inside of this business, so many things outside of us externally in the world (laughs) that have impacted this business. And I'm just excited to go through all of it with you. Um, But a little bit more about me. Uh, I am a mentor for military spouses. Tasha and I have that in common. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two adorable, rambunctious wiener dogs. They are very vocal. You may hear them on this recording. <laughs> <laughs> and I currently live in San Antonio, Texas. Thank you for that. That's a fantastic intro. Oh. Okay. So I would love to know if you have three words to describe this year, <laughs> what would they be? Um, because Tasha's a very positive person, I'm going to focus on the positive words first. <laughs> I would say my three words would be um, exciting, mm-hmm. 
challenging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I can't think of one word to, to bring it together, but just so much growth. Yeah. So much growth, so much personal growth, so much business growth, whatever the synonym is for growth yeah. <laughs> that we can come up with here. I don't know. It's growth. <laughs> yeah. I no. I definitely agree with you on the growth one. My three would be like just momentum. I think momentum is one of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say something about leadership growth. Cause I feel like that's been one of the big ones for me this year, just growing as a leader. We're doing terrible at this, like one word thing. (laughs) (laughs) I think your parameters. I know, parameters. I know they were. (laughs) So yeah, uh, leadership growth and just, yeah, so much growth in terms of all around. So those would definitely be my three. I think, and my fourth would be like, OMG. (laughs) Cause there were a lot of moments where I was just like, OMG, like what is happening? (laughs) I think my fourth would just be a list of every swear word in the book. <laughs> in the book, yeah. <laughs> Cause there were there were so many times. So one of the things that I'm learning as a leader is that you don't unfortunately and for, fortunately, you you can't bring every feeling that you're having in the moment to your entire team because that will be such a roller coaster for your team, right? And that's like definitely something that I learned this year. But there were many moments when I would send you voxers and just be like, pour all the curse words out, pour all of the feelings out. And then I'd go into the Slack channel and be like, okay, guys, this is an opportunity. (laughs) But yeah, definitely had to get like the raw emotion piece out of it before I could like step up and do that. (laughs) And I would say I did the same. I definitely sent you a few boxers where it was just pure panic. Yes. Pure panic. But you know, you know what I love about when you do that? Like there were a couple times that that happened this year and I was like, okay, I'll handle it because I hate when like you cry or when I know that you're overwhelmed and in a tough spot. So, you know, I would be like, you know, show me where that client is. I'll deal with them or like, you know, send them to me. And you'd be like, nope, I just need you to cry through it. Like I got this, I can handle it. And that is such a true sign of a leader. Like you feel your feelings and you boss up and do what needs to be done. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I really had to talk myself into that moment too and be like, no, <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> this is for this is for you to handle, Jailer Ray. Personal <laughs> internal pep talks um, yeah. were abound this year. So Totally. Totally. Um, okay. So let's talk about what our goals were in the beginning of this year. When we sat down, I guess last year we flew to Toronto, we worked with, uh, for a VIP day with my then coach. Now your coach, we'll talk about that later, but Sheila Cummins, who's fantastic. Who She's been on the podcast before. And Hi, Sheila. yeah. Hey Sheila, if you're listening to this. <laughs> so we flew to Toronto, we worked on all of our strategic planning last year for 2020. And of course, you know, neither of us had an actual crystal ball to know all of the things that were going to be thrown at us in addition to all the regular business things. But let's talk kind of what our goals are and where we started. So the first one was to make half a million dollars. So in 2019, we ended up at, I think it was like $290,000. So our goal for this year in 2020 was half a million dollars in revenue. Our second goal was improving systems and team training portal. And that was one of the, and creating a team training portal. So that was one of the things that was kind of on your plate um, as you came into director of operations 
you had done a fantastic job that first year that you were with the Launch Guild on basically taking us to no internal SOPs and all that stuff to really having a great team structure. <laughs> I know your, your eyes got wide because you were like, oh my gosh, how did, how did we do this? But we totally did it, which is awesome. <laughs> we did. We did wow. it. Yeah, I know. And I, I would say probably at this point we have like well over a hundred SOPs. Would you agree? Like something around that. And I don't even know how many is in there, but it's a lot. I feel like I should count. Maybe we should have it. Yeah, but it's a lot. It's it's way more than we started with in October of 2018 when you first started. So there's that. And then our third goal was to amplify our impact um, and amplify my visibility as a CEO of the Launch Guild. And my personal goal was to have 300 new women, um, to support 300 new women in my programs. So that's either uh, you know, a one-off coaching session all the way up to my flagship program, uh, the agency Thrive Mind. Just wanted to support as many women as I could. And I thought 300 would be a great kind of goal and to start. So because I am a positive person, my my uh, strength finder, number one strength is positivity. <laughs> Heck yes, it is. Let's bring so, it. Let's turn the knob up. Let's do it. No, let's move into recapping successes for the year, which were a plenty. So I'd love to talk about the success or mention the success. We've got a list of probably like 15. And then if you have anything you want to say about any of them, I'd love, you know, I'd love for each one to be a conversation more than just a list off of. This year, we supported 60 clients on the agency side um, this year, including 20 full launches. Uh, The other ones were either OBM clients, virtual assistant clients, uh, launch day, design day. So those are kind of like our VIP days or intensive days that we have for launch related things or system setups. We did those and and do those as well. Uh, And I was pleasantly surprised at the number. Like I did not think it was that many people. Oh, 60 (laughs) clients. (laughs) Yeah. Which is so funny because this year I feel like I could think back to about as early as April Mm-hmm. And count forward from there every client. But March between April, like January through April is kind of a blur for me. Yeah. Like it's it was just a, a complete, it's just a complete blur. But the fact that we supported 20 launches in one year. Yeah. That, that is crazy. That's crazy. And it's super exciting. So when we say 20 launches, we mean like full launches where we did the project management, the strategy, the design, you know, Facebook ads for some of them, copywriting for some of them. But we were basically the entire launch team for those clients. And of those 20, we grossed over 1.2 million in uh, client related launch revenue for those, including four over $100,000 launches. So (laughs) can you even, yeah, the first time, so the first time we had a $100,000 plus launch was in January and it was such a magical experience to see the work that our client had put in on the front end in order to get there. And then us being able to support her throughout that entire experience so that she could just have fun and show up as herself and experience like the success of that launch in real time without having to worry about like the tech and the, you know, management and all that stuff. Yeah. That definitely set a tone. (laughs) 
yeah. one for 2020. <laughs> it really did. And it, you know, it made us realize like, oh, we're, we're not just like some small, like launch agency, you know, like we're supporting people in huge ways and we're like supporting them in life-changing ways too, which I think is, is one of the big things that I started like really coming into on both sides of our, you know, our business this year. The fact that the Launch Guild and Tasha Booth Incorporated, as I like to call it, like, um, isn't just about, you know, like helping somebody out on their launch. It's about like helping them change their lives and then impact the lives of others as well, which I love. So the next thing is that we eliminated ongoing online business management and virtual assistant support from our service offerings. Now this was, was a big one because I think, you know, that I wrestled with this for a really, really long time. And I had kind of been feeling in my gut, the need to make this shift and this pivot for a while. And I don't know what, you know, I was going to say, I don't know what, what it was, but I know what it was. I know that, you know, everybody talks about that recurring revenue thing and how having that recurring revenue is so important and it is so important. But what I realized is that like that can look and be a lot of different ways. And for me, I just needed to wrestle with the idea that having somebody on our roster that we knew was going to be around for at minimum three months or at minimum six months or a year wasn't necessarily, you know, the best for us. And also, uh, I think the decision finally came when we, we just sat down and we were like, what are we amazing at and what do we love doing? And when we looked at that, it was like launches, like that's what we're amazing at. And that's what our team kicks butt at. And that's what we all love doing. So it became a really easy decision, even though it was hard. (laughs) Yeah, it was definitely sat on for uh, as an idea for a while. Like nothing was put into motion, but it was just sort of an idea out there floating in the universe. Like, what if we did this? What What if? if? What what did that look like? And so the way that we did it is we actually stair-stepped it. So I think it was like June, around June, when we just took it off of our website and no longer offered it to new people. So it wasn't an offering anymore. And we actually waited until October to let current clients who were still OBM and VA clients know that as of January 1st, we were getting rid of all OBM and VA support. So even though we still had VA clients and OBM clients for a while, we weren't taking on any new ones. That was helpful to me just to kind of release the fact that, you know, that, okay, we're not going to have this recurring revenue, but we still have time to like, to get other sources of revenue and stuff. I think it would have been a lot more daunting for me you know, just to be like, we're getting rid of these clients and we're taking it off of our offerings like right this second. (laughs) Yeah. I loved that we ended up stair-stepping it. I think that was a smart move. And overall, we're going to, we're going to be better for it. We are going to be better for it. I love it. So we onboarded so many team members this year that I don't even have a number. I have no idea how many. (laughs) Um, Do you have even like an estimate or a guesstimate? Our current team is 25 people now. Is that right? Something around that. Uh, it's about 22. Um, 22. Okay. I want to say we onboarded 10 people. Did we? Year. Okay. <laughs> and we'll talk about, we'll talk more about that in the challenges part as well, you know, cause there was some coming and some going and all that stuff. But yeah, I think it was about 10 people this year. Uh, one of the things that I love that we did differently this year, and I think we did better than we have any other years. I think we were way more proactive about getting in front of the need for the new team member before the need arose. So 
that didn't work all the time. I think sometime there was, there was still kind of, you know, oh, we need you. And now you have, oh, you have a client. Oh, it's day three and you, you have this client. So kind of working alongside of them to support them as, you know, as they were getting their training wheels off basically. But for the most part, I think that we did a much better job of being proactive in our hiring and just trying to anticipate, you know, what, what our needs were going to be for the team. I agree. And I think that um, the last two months that I've spent hiring new people is evidence of that. Um, yeah. Because it was a slower process for a very good reason. And mm-hmm. it felt, it felt much better than yeah. the way we've done it and the way we've essentially been forced to do it in the past. So <laughs> that felt oh, good this fall. <laughs> yes. Okay. So this next one is a huge one for me. I handed off sales calls to a team member and Oh my gosh, this is another one. So for those of you who don't know me very, very well, one of the things that I do is I think things through and I sit on it and I sit on it. And then when it finally like figures itself out in my brain, I'm just like, okay, go like ready. (laughs) And that's kind of what I did with getting rid of OBM and VA support too. Like, but you know, once we made the decision, I think that same day I went on the website and like, I removed it from everything. So once the decision has been made and solidified in my mind, then I'm like, ready. (laughs) You're like shaking your head of like, what in the world is my life? (laughs) Okay. But like you sitting on a decision and ruminating on something is not always communicated. So sometimes that (laughs) moment when you make a switch and you make a decision can feel really like abrupt to everyone else, but internally you've been doing the work and you've been sifting through it. But then like the, the outward motion is I'm going to quick start all over this. (laughs) I know. And everybody else is like, wait, what just happened? And I'm like, oh, I've been thinking about this for like two months now, guys. (laughs) So that's kind of what happened with sales calls. One of the things, and this is something that we'll be talking about when we talk about our 2021 planning and what we're working towards, is I really needed to create more space in my calendar. And that is an ongoing battle and it's an ongoing thing. But as we started creating new programs and created Agency Thrive Mind, which we'll talk about in a second, I knew that I needed more space in my calendar. And one of the things that I had been thinking about was, you know, uh, finding somebody else to do sales calls. But it was really important that it was somebody who understood the launch guild, that it was somebody who understood our ideal client. Um, It was also important to me that it be probably a woman of color as well, because of the fact that a lot of the women who come to us and are seeking support are women of color. And one of the reasons that they do come to us is because, you know, the Launch Guild and Tasha Booth Incorporated is owned by me, a woman of color, a black woman. So I think that that was all super important. So I ended up asking a question about it in a Facebook group. And one of our team members, Brianna, uh, messaged me. Brianna's been on our team for going on three years now, I think. And she messaged me and she's like, hey, I saw your question in that Facebook group. Actually, I would love to like dig in and maybe do sales calls for you. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) And then, yeah. And then she, she started and she has just knocked it out of the park. She's doing such an amazing job. Uh, the onboarding process was not hard because of the fact that she knew the Launch Guild so well. And one of the other things that was kind of a byproduct that I was really excited about and that I didn't even anticipate was the fact that it kind of forced us to shore in more of like having more structure around what our packages looked like and what they included and didn't include and really helped us streamline our packages. What do you think about that? Yeah, I agree. Um, The streamlining of the packages is, I mean, that's just going to be like an ongoing thing because Mm -hmm. there will always be updates that need to be made, but 
bringing Brianna in to do the calls was really like, hey, now we need a Google Doc, Tasha, of all of our packages. In my head before, which worked really well. (laughs) (laughs) We need it outlined piece by piece for every single package, for every single offering, for any kind of scenario that she would need to enact based on um, a discovery call. So that part was really exciting. But there's one thing that you didn't mention that was a byproduct also of her stepping in on sales calls that I'd love to mention. Yes. The onboarding process has become so much smoother for me because Mm -hmm. those timelines are now being developed on the front end before the client even signs a contract. Yes. And what had happened before was that you know, they had, when you were conducting sales calls, they had kind of given you a general timeline. And like, we kind of knew how many weeks we would do the package for, but (laughs) now I've been able to like laser focus in and say like, no, we start on this week. And this is the week that your launch occurs. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. (laughs) And this is the week that we end. So that whole process has been an amazing byproduct of having someone else take over and us collaborating together to make that process as smooth as possible. Love it. Love it. Moving on, uh, we revamped, this one's kind of along the same lines, but we revamped our launch project plan template because we wanted to make it more streamlined and supportive for both our clients and our team members. So most of our full launches are eight-week launches for the most part, but what we were realizing is a couple things. When clients didn't come to us uh, wanting copy support, that was always the thing that they were getting tripped up on, and so our project managers were having to go in and rechange all the deadlines like two, three, even up to four times because if copy was late, then design couldn't happen, and if design couldn't happen, then tech couldn't happen. It's this huge, you know, ball that basically rolls down the hill and gets out of control really easily. So we actually um, revamped that process so that we now have an implementation week where it's basically the week before that is, and I hate using this phrase, but I'm going to use it because it makes sense. It's like a drop dead week, right? (laughs) Where this, like these things have to happen or else this launch doesn't progress and you have to pick another date. And we also created like a penalty fee basically for having to change that date because it impacted so many teams members that were setting aside, you know, whole days for us, for us to be able to support that client. And so if they didn't do their part, we can do our part, which wasn't fair to those team members. So I think that that's, uh, we're still working out the kinks in that and everything, but I think that that's going so much better and, uh, improving the process and us not having to revamp things, you know, two, three, four times. Absolutely. And part of that is that implementation week is, you know, going on our launch guild team calendar. So then when I'm also assigning team members to new projects, I know where they are tied up and what weeks are already going to be heavy as I'm putting together new launch timelines for incoming clients. So it's just been immensely helpful to do it that way. Love it. Oh, efficiency all around. <laughs> oh, yes, the Enneagram, the Enneagram yeah. free has spoken. Yeah. <laughs> efficiency. <laughs> and one of the things I want to point out to our listeners right now is how much of a process this was, right? We're now in year four. Well, I'm now in year four, almost five of being in business from the time I you know first first started as a VA. We're now going on year uh is this 
three, I think year three of the launch guild being, you know, an, a launch guild in an LLC and moving to agency model. And none of this stuff was done overnight. All of it is a stair step. All of it is create the process, refine the process, tweak it, throw it away sometimes and start over, you know? So if those of you who are listening right now are like, I don't have a process for X, Y, Z, just know that it's not an overnight thing. You're fine. I don't want anybody getting overwhelmed listening to this and being like, I don't have it all figured out because neither do we. <laughs> no. And we had to meet so many times this year to mm-hmm. make these kinds of decisions and to implement these processes and tweak them every single time. And there are already changes to implement after our fall launches. Mm-hmm. They just like, they just haven't happened yet, but they're there. They're hanging out. They're ready to be made. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just a continual, a continual tweak. Love it. Love it. So with that, we also have a new full-time team member, Lindsay. Lindsay joined our team. How long ago did she join our team? I don't even know. March. March. Okay. So Lindsay joined our team March of this year, and she immediately was just a rock star. Um, She's come from a background of being a launch manager other places, and that was just very apparent right from the beginning. And she is one of those people that every single client was just like, oh, Lindsay's amazing. (laughs) So we were immediately like, we just need more of Lindsay. So we asked her pretty early on if she would be interested in potentially going full time, and she said yes. And so we started making that a reality. And she went full-time as of November 1st. So she's been full-time like three weeks (laughs) at the date of recording this, like three weeks. And I feel like it's going well. We need to have her on and be like, Lindsay, how's it going? (laughs) Yeah. Let's ask her about her transition process three weeks into her transition process. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so what she is doing in the Launch Guild, she is our primary or team Lead project manager. That is what she is. Lead project manager, yes. Lead project manager, which means that she is on the leadership team for the project manager. So she's making sure that the project plans are all always consistent. Um, she's the go-to person for all the project managers. So if they have questions, she's the first person that they're going to. That was really important because we were realizing that Jayla Ray was still doing the job of like 70 people. <laughs> and so <laughs> the goal this year was definitely to start pulling some things off of her plate and making sure that we had the people in place other than Jayla Ray that like our team members could go to to, especially as our team grew and as Jayla Ray's or her strengths and everything and her needs were more towards the operational side. Yes. That transition has been the most exciting for me this mm-hmm. year is to bring Lindsay in to be that touch point for all of the project managers. And honestly, since she's been in that role, cause she started that role much sooner than actually going full time. Mm-hmm. But as soon as she started in that seat, I could not imagine how I was doing it before the point (laughs) that she came in to sit in that seat because it was like a weight that was lifted. And, you know, I still need to lead Lindsay, who then leads the project managers. So Mm -hmm. it's not like it was completely wiped away from my plate, but it definitely shifted in the best way. And I feel like the, the success of our fall launches in particular are indirectly due to that decision that we made to put her in that role. Because if it had been me, dear Lord. I don't even know. I know because the fall this year was so crazy busy for us and insane with launches that 
like you almost went crazy anyway. And I think you actually would have got probably gone crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so it was definitely a good thing. We'll get back to the episode in a second, but I wanted to ask you a question. Are you a VA, OBM, or PM who's been in business for a while and now you're ready to kick things up a notch? If that's you, then I'd love to invite you to apply for a spot in my three-month one-on-one and group program, Booked and Balanced. This program and community is exactly the accountability, mentorship, and action-oriented something that you've been looking for. Head to TashaBooth.com forward slash booked to apply now for Booked and Balanced. You'll get the benefit of one-on-one coaching without the one-on-one price tag, plus a group of like-minded women supporting and encouraging you as you grow your business to new heights. Space is limited to just 20 women, so apply now for a spot in our next cohort starting soon. That's TashaBooth.com forward slash booked. Moving on, we on the Tasha Booth Incorporated side of it, we welcomed over, so I'm saying over 400 women into at least one of my courses and programs. But honestly, when I went into Kartra to look, it said that we had like 800 and something sales. It didn't include like rebuild things. So it didn't include people who were in like booked and balanced and paying monthly or built to profit and paying monthly and each one of their payments. Those were individual purchases uh, for things. So I just need to go in and count like, individual names somehow, but OMG. (laughs) Yeah. That's a lot of women. Yeah. That's that's an immense amount of people. And like you said, one person could have purchased more than one, more than one thing. Like there's Mm -hmm. probably overlap, but more often than not, there is not overlap. Right. I think that's the thing you would find once you, once you really dug in. Which is incredible. So last year, my 20. 2019 word was impact. Word of the year was impact. And my 2020 word of the year was amplify. And the sentence for it was amplify my impact, right? That was, that was my goal. And I really felt all year, like I was living in my goal um, and living in my word of the year, which was a really cool, like feeling of alignment throughout the entire year. 100%. Love it. And with that, one of our programs, Built to Profit, uh, which is my program for new and aspiring virtual assistants, I decided that I just wanted to revamp that entire program and make it even more supportive and actionable for the women inside of it and also the women that are going to be coming into it. So I re-recorded and relaunched Built to Profit and also had our highest grossing launch of that program ever. Uh, This happened in September, like late September, early October of this year, it was over a hundred videos that I re-recorded. OMG. (laughs) Yeah. Can we take a moment? Can we take a moment? (laughs) Let's take a moment to acknowledge all of the hard work that you put into re-recording that course. And that doesn't even include the launch itself because that's a whole other pickle there. But like you re-recording all of those videos, adding in new videos, completely restructuring everything was so much work. And I honestly don't know how you got through it all. (laughs) I look back and I'm like, I don't even know how either, but I'm so glad that I did it because the feedback has just been phenomenal. And 
everybody like, uh, because it's, it's available also to, you know, the women who were in built to profit 1.0, as I like to call it. So before the revision, so they got the updated version too, and their feedback too, about, you know, how much more actionable and, and supportive and everything it has been totally made it worth it. Yay. Okay. We've got a few more, and these are kind of like getting into the big ones. So we launched and filled a new program called the agency thrive mine. I know that I've mentioned it a couple of times, but I just want to touch on it real quick. Um, so one of the things that was starting to happen with Booked and Balanced is that women would be in Booked and Balanced for two or even three cycles of it. And if you don't know what Booked and Balanced is, that is my uh, program for established VAs, OBMs, and project managers. So they're kind of like getting their, their momentum in terms of things. They've got the basics down and now they're ready to grow, build bigger packages, that sort of thing. Um, but they'd be in that program for two or three cycles and then they'd be like, okay, what's next? And I was like, uh, nothing. <laughs> like, I have nothing for you. Goodbye. Peace. Farewell. Right? But the other thing that was happening was that some of them wanted to move into agency model businesses. So during Booked and Balance, they had maybe hired a team member or two and saw the impact that that was making on their business in a very positive way and wanted to kind of increase and amplify, you know, that impact, that part of it. So last year when we went to Toronto, my business coach, Sheila, was like, you need a program for agency owners. And I was like, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Go ahead. Go, go. Continue. No, continue. Okay. But also I just, I have a comment after. Okay. That. So I was like, no. And then, <laughs> then magically people started coming like out of the woodwork, like people that I didn't even know were in, you know, in our community and everything and being like, do you have anything for agency owners? Do you have anything for agency owners? Well, long story short, Agency Thrive Mind started in August. I think I talked about, I've talked about it maybe like six times and it's full. It's full through August, 2021. So if you haven't heard about it, it's because I haven't talked much about it because it just happened so fast and I am loving it. Loving it. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that you love it. Yay. And I love all of the women in there. I think they're doing incredible things and they need you. So Aww. this has been an amazing program to add to 2020. But <laughs> do you remember that conversation that we had over breakfast after we had met with Sheila in Toronto and did our intensive. It was the day that we were leaving and I had you take this 1.2 mile hike in the cold that you were very upset so about. So mad, y'all. I was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I looked it up on, you know, on the internet or whatever. And I was like, oh, this isn't that far. This isn't that far. So we're walking with our suitcases in the, for, in the middle of like freezing Toronto weather. And we're headed to this particular breakfast place because I'm very picky about my food. If you didn't know that about me <laughs> and we get, to, we get there, we sit down and Tasha's talking about all of her dreams for the next year and what she wants to do. And we had just had this conversation with Sheila about building something for agency owners, but she still was not settling into that fact. And she told me, she was like, I think what we need to do is support people who want two pillars of their business. She's like, so what <laughs> if we did a program that was all about, like, if you have an existing pillar, here's how to build a second pillar. And I was just like, yeah, this sounds great. <laughs> you mean like an agency pillar? <laughs> you mean like, you mean like building an agency? Is that what you mean? <laughs> <laughs> do you I even had, remember 
I do remember now that you're talking about it. And yeah, and I was just like, nope, not that. (laughs) And then lo and behold, that's what we built. Yes. That's Uh, happened a few times. That's happened a few times where Tasha's like, "Eh, I don't know. know. And then a little while later, it's like, it's springing up and you're like, oh, okay, we are doing this. Let's do it. Okay. I'm like, so we're doing this. Yeah. Okay. So back to that whole amplify theme. Uh, one of my goals or two of my goals actually for this, this year, the beginning of the year was to get on as many podcasts as I could and really up the visibility of both the launch guild and the Tasha booth incorporated side of things, um, with being on podcasts that had ideal clients on both sides. So some of the podcasts that I was on talked about like launching and stuff like that. Some of the podcasts talked about team and team management and leadership and everything. But by the end of this year, I will have been on 50 podcasts. I think it's over 50 podcasts this year. I crazy sauce. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy sauce, crazy town. (laughs) And and as someone who helped you schedule about 50% of those interviews, I would like to say y'all that 50 is a very ambitious goal, like immensely ambitious. But even if you could get on one podcast interview per month, Mm -hmm. that's still like amazing. The fact that Tasha shoots for the moon and actually hits the moon. (laughs) This is the crazy thing about her. She's like, oh, 50, that's totally doable. (laughs) (laughs) And then I would like look at my calendar and cry and be like, why do I have 28 appointments this week? And it was because like four of them would be podcasts, you know? So the word of warning or the caution is just be strategic about what you say yes to, and also be really intentional about where you put your time because, you know, it's, it was great. And I am so happy for every single podcast that I was on and want to continue doing that next year a lot as well. But, um, we'll talk about this, you know, in a couple of weeks when we talk about 2021, I'm going to put such better parameters around that. But of course, the highlight of my podcasting year was being on Amy Porterfield's Marketing Made Easy, which was one of those podcasts. <laughs> You're like freaking out over here. Um, which was one of those podcasts that was like, it's on every marketer's like dream podcast, right? Every online digital marketer's dream podcast. And it was just an amazing, you know, uh, sequence of events. I will link in the show notes because Andrew Trueblood and I, who was my podcast PR manager earlier this year, she and I did an episode where we talked about how I ended up on Amy Porterfield's podcast. And I think it's a really cool story about like what it means to like actually network with people in a non-schmoozy way, but just being there for people and how that unfolded. (laughs) It's such a cool story. I'm obsessed with it. And I'm just honored to have been even taken a small part in that story. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the other, so we started with podcasts and then kind of the middle of the year, I was like, let's, let's kick it up a notch, shall we? (laughs) Because 50 is not enough. I know it's the Enneagram three in me. So then I was like, now I want to be in digital publications. And this is still a new part of what I'm doing in terms of visibility, but it's working 
so amazingly well. And just a couple of weeks ago, I had my first quote in Forbes, which was another one of my dream publications. <laughs> so I got it from Brittany, who's my, my PR manager. And um, she emails me and she's like, OMG, you're in Forbes. And I was like, amazing. And then I look at it, I read it, I send it to my mom and I was like, okay, now I'm going for the Forbes feature. <laughs> Okay, That's what I know. I, did. I know we are who we are, but that is the exact thing that I have tried <laughs> to not have you do this year: is to actually celebrate your successes and to not set another goal hinge on achieving a goal. Because so many incredible things have happened this year, and I just don't want you to get to a point where you're like a couple years down the line and you don't even remember this stuff because you haven't properly celebrated it and you haven't let it sink oh, in. I know these things are so amazing. And one of the things they're about to talk about right now is just as incredible. And being on Amy Porterfield's podcast, you have been great about celebrating that. You have, have. been great about celebrating. That. Yes. Okay. Thank yeah. you. And I am working on it. And I think that like, especially I want to say more so like financial milestones when we have them. I think I'm a little bit better at celebrating them. For example, like when we started really hitting our stride in the middle of the year was also when I was moving, um, you know, from Albuquerque. <laughs> yeah. Or from Tucson to Albuquerque. I know. OMG, that happened this year. No I big totally deal. About that. No big deal. Right. And so one of the things that I did was give myself a really sizable bonus, basically, and bought my furniture. And I was really proud of that because we didn't go into debt for buying furniture. We bought what we wanted instead of what was the cheapest. And it's one of those, like, it was one of those boss moments where I was like, I am the CEO of a business and I just gave myself a bonus to do with what I want and to furnish my brand new dream house with like the stuff that I want. So I did celebrate that. <laughs> you did. And I love that you share your journey. <laughs> With the good and the bad with the yeah. furniture purchases. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Because some of those, yeah, some of the things did not go as planned. Okay. Our last three successes, and then we're going to move into kind of, you know, the things that didn't go as well. We had our first ever $100,000 month in August. OMG. That was crazy. Okay. I want to unpack this because... When people hear that, there's either two things. Like either, I think a lot of people shut down and they're like, I can't ever do this. And so I'm never going to try. Or I don't know. I was going to say, I don't know what, what the other thing is. But so I want people to know, once again, this was a stair step, right? We didn't just like open our doors on a Monday and have a $100,000 month on a Tuesday. And so let's unpack how this happened. <laughs> let's, because when I look back, I don't know, Tasha. I don't know how it happened it's because I felt like you and Brianna were really in the driver's seat once the goal was set. Okay. First of all, we need to acknowledge that we were at about 80,000. I think it, I think we were at about 80 when we had two weeks left to go of the month or yes. maybe it was only a week left. Yeah. We had, we were at like 80 when we had a week, a week or two, somewhere 10 days, let's say 10 days. Yeah. It was about 10 days. <laughs> So I was like, oh, so we're going to make a hundred that we're going to like really up the ante here for the last 10 remaining days of the month to reach a hundred thousand. I really felt like you and Brianna were in the driver's seat of that. And I was obviously on the operation side of like, you know, sending the agreements, sending the, um, the invoices. Some of them were just deposits for future, future services, which was mm -hmm. incredible because it was like, it was awesome to think ahead, like, 
oh, even if we're getting this person's deposit, like their, you know, their um, revenue is coming in at a later time. So mm-hmm. that was cool. But it was just, it was craziness. Yeah. It was super craziness. So the thing that's first that I need to mention that's interesting is the month before in July, we had our first $80,000 month. And we were like, and one of the promises that I had made to you was like, I am not making any revenue goals for August other than we just need to cover our costs. I was like, that's my only revenue goal. I'm not going to make like any revenue goals. We're good. Right. And then we hit 80,000 again and we had like 10 days left. And then we, it was the day before. So how many days does August have in it? 31, I think. So it was August 31st. And we were at, I think we were at 90, 91,000. And I was like, okay, we're just gonna, we're at 91. We're going to hit a hundred thousand in like a couple of months. Like I can feel it. Right. And Brianna, because she's a quick start too. She was the one who was like, well, we could do it today. <laughs> and that's all I needed to hear. <laughs> and I was like, yes, let's do it today. Which was hilarious because I had snoozed Slack notifications for all of 35 minutes. You guys, <laughs> 35 minutes during a call. And then I came back and suddenly what was left waiting for me was we have to sell more. We're going to reach a hundred thousand. And I was like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> and I appreciated that about you because I was like, Jayla Ray is going to come back and she is going to kill both of us. <laughs> and it was just so super fun. And it was so like, it was inspiring to me to see not just our team rally around it, but also just like our community, you know, both the, how she did that community, all of the community, all the other communities that I'm in my Facebook friends and everything, they were like sharing our stuff to, to other people and stuff. And it was just really, really cool. Like we had somebody who was like, I want to work with you in the future. Send me like an, an invoice for a deposit for a thousand dollars. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you know? So it was just really, really cool to see. But the major thing that I want to unpack about this is none of the success that we've had in in 2020 has been just because of one thing or just because of this year. All of it is because of the consistency and the work that we've been putting in year after year, month after month, week after week for years now, right? And so it's a matter of that, um, the amplification of what we've already been doing. It's a matter of the consistency leading to a moment, which I'm going to quote Hamilton leads to a movement. <laughs> so oh I know I had to like sneak it in there. <laughs> so that's the thing that I want any of you, even if you're just starting to be hearing the bottom line is the consistency and what you're doing, how you're showing up day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year is what gets you to this moment. Love it. Okay. Last two. So yes, we hit our 2020 revenue goal of 500,000. And then we- That's not real. I know. (laughs) It's not a real number. It's not real. It's It's not a real number. (laughs) And then we exceeded our revenue goal with a projected yearly or year-end revenue goal of uh, it's going to be $622,000. So we went over 20% of our goal. I think, I don't know. I don't do math. So is that 20%? When Almost 25%, our... right? I don't, I don't do math guys. <laughs> they're going to wonder whole... how we did any I know. <laughs> I'm like, we have a really good bookkeeper and CFO. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I think it's like between 20 and 25% over our, our goals. So ugh, all of that's so cool. How does that make you feel, Jayla Ray? <laughs> Honestly, I just kind of want to break down and cry a little bit because Aww. 
it still doesn't really feel real. And I don't know that I've really had my own moment to kind of celebrate the successes this year. (laughs) Okay. I know. I know. I keep telling you to do it. I'm getting better though, because working with Sheila one-on-one right now is helping Mm -hmm. me to really settle in and see all of the successes from a shared point of view, like all of us have put in this work, but also on an individual level, like what Jay LaRay as director of operations has done Mm -hmm. in order for us to meet our revenue goals this year. So I'm getting better, but I think once we break for Christmas too, and I get that separation (laughs) from the day-to-day tasks and like, we can kind of just, you know, regroup and do the holidays. I think that's when it will really start to settle in. And and then once 2021 begins, that's when 2020 starts to really feel real for me. I'm like, oh gosh, the year is over. What happened this year? (laughs) What did happen exactly? So I know we were going to talk about um, some of the hard stuff in this episode, but I feel like this episode has been long enough and we need to break it up into two episodes. (laughs) Yeah, let's just separate all of the good from some of the bad. Exactly. So we're going to end here. Um, Do you have any like parting words or things that you're most proud of or any anything that you want to go out with on this celebratory episode? Uh, I would like to celebrate that our onboarding process is pretty amazing. I feel like clients feel really taken care of during that process. It's gotten so much more streamlined this year as well as I've had support in doing it. And none of this would have been possible with a janky onboarding process. Mm -hmm. So it's really just proof that we're doing that right for sure. And it it, it is working. And since that all kind of falls, (laughs) falls over here on me and on my operations assistant, Um, I would just like to say that we, we did a great job and holy crap, I can't believe 60 clients were onboarded. (laughs) OMG. Awesome. Well, join us next week because we are going to be talking about the tough stuff in our year. And yeah, there's a lot of that too. (laughs) It was an amazing year of growth, but of course with growth come its own challenges anyway. And then you throw on top all the things in 2020 that we could not at all control. And yeah, it was a lot. So thank you so much for being here. You're going to be here for the next three episodes. So we got four times with you. (laughs) I love it so much. (laughs) That's it for this week's episode. Make sure you head on over to TashaBooth.com forward slash podcast to read the show notes and grab your free download so that you can start implementing what you've learned right away. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a comment and subscribe. Remember to keep smashing your goals and pushing forward. You're doing a great job.